Good morning, 88.9 The Bridge. This is your host, Dylan Show. And this morning, they called me in because 88.9 The Bridge needed some tunes. And I'm here. I answered their call. I have four songs today if we have the time. Three for sure. Three great songs from 60s, 70s, and even earlier, honestly, probably was being written in the 50s, but we'll get there. We are going to be playing some great songs, like I just said, but I haven't been on here in a minute. And last year, I had a partner, Gil MacDonald. We would do sports. We would do some music on the bridge, along with Claude Cobbs, if you remember. But now it's just me as a senior. I'm going to be doing shows with different people this year, which has already been great. I was on Breakfast on the Bridge uh, this year already. Did some sports on that. Um, but I love music, and I love kind of running the station for the morning a little bit. So first song we're going to get into today is going to be Brother Love's Traveling Salvation Show, which is a song by Neil Diamond. And we're going to get into the story a little bit after the song plays. So let's go right here. Neil Diamond's Brother Love's Traveling Salvation Show. Here we go.
That was Neil Diamond's Brother Love's Traveling Salvation Show. What a mouthful that song name is. I love it, though. You got the piano. You got all the bass. The background is great. Neil Diamond's voice is just powerful. I mean, there's a reason they play Sweet Caroline in every MLB stadium across the country, and that's because his voice is so amazing and so powerful that it tells the story of an evangelist also just as well, which is what the song is about. So the story is basically about Brother Love, right? who travels from town to town preaching, but in the middle of the song, Diamond kind of takes on the role of Brother Love, and he kind of just narrates his story. Um, I I always love the part, verse 2, where kind of everything cools down, and he's like starting soft and slow like a small earthquake, and when he lets go, half the valley shakes, and then all the bass comes back like the valley's shaking. It's one of my favorite parts of the song, but he kind of takes on like the sermon of brother love later in the song, um, basically telling them like when your heart is troubled, you got to reach out your hand, reach it up to the man up there. Obviously it's a very religious song. Um, but you know, there were some people who didn't like it. Let's talk about the new Rolling Stone album guide called brother loves traveling salvation show genuinely demented. They did not appreciate kind of the take that Neil Diamond had on this song and where he wanted to take it. Uh, which is really interesting. But on the other flip side of the coin, you have Billboard, who described the single as a powerful piece of rhythm material with a potent lyric. So it's interesting how in the music industry you can have people calling your music demented while other people calling it a powerful piece. Two great sources of media kind of clashing heads there on Neil Diamond's song. Um, But now we're going to move a few years back. We're going to run it to an MIHS band classic right here. We have Hey Baby by Bruce Channel. I'll get into it after we play this one. Here we go. Hey, baby.
This is your host, Dylan Show. That was Hey Baby by Bruce Channel all the way back in 1961. That one debuted. Um, giving your quick little sports report right here. Information for the morning you need to know. Simone Biles, the absolute goat in terms of uh, world championship gymnastics, had announced that she is going to be competing at her sixth world champions this championship this month after posting the top all-around score at a U.S. qualifying competition. USA Gymnastics reported that. Biles is a four-time Olympic champion and a nine-time, 19 times, sorry, not nine times, 10 more times than that, world gold medalist and headlines the five-woman team heading to Antwerp, Belgium, where she won the first of her five world all-around titles in 2013 at the age of 16. But she's now 10 years older, 26 years old, back to where it all started, Simone Biles says. So be tuned in on that. That's going to be amazing to see Simone Biles back in action again. And to bring it back to... Bruce Channel. I don't know how you'd segue from Simone Biles to Bruce Channel. I'm going to work on that. But, hey, baby, the absolute high school college band classic, like I said. MI does a great job of it. I love it when the band kids also sing the song. It's also great. Um, I wish the student section would get a little louder, but, you know, we'll work on it. Um, So, the two elements you kind of hear, you hear Bruce Channel's big, booming voice, right? And you also have the harmonica. And the harmonica is played by Delbert McClinton, which... This is an interesting story you're going to get here. Delbert McClinton with the harmonica kind of inspired. This is where we get into like in my film is lit class. We talked about intertextuality of movies and how no movie is really unique in its own. It's always going to be influenced by another. And I also see that in songs here when I was researching this song, Hey Baby, that there's some intertextuality between uh, Hey Baby and some Beatles songs, including Love Me Do with sort of that harmonica and... To get right into it, Hey Baby was dropped in 61, right? And during the times of New Year's Eve, it took from November of 61 to March 10th of 62. It was number one on the charts. So when um, the when the Beatles go on tour and they get back, or actually, sorry, Bruce Channel goes on tour. My bad. Got to get it straight here. He gets back. He's requested to play in England, but bands were too expensive at the time. So nobody hauled in a band to play anywhere, basically, until kind of the Beatles came along. But um, John Lennon actually learned how to play the harmonica from Delbert McClinton, who played the harmonica on Hey Baby. If you can keep this all in your head straight, it's a little bit confusing. Then pretty, sure, then pretty soon you start hearing a couple of Beatles records, kind of including that style that they heard from Delbert McClinton and Bruce Channel. So you kind of have an interesting um, intertextuality, like I said, but you could just call it a connection between the two artists all right so moving on we're gonna get a seven minute song this is great we're gonna jump forward about 10 15 years here to led zeppelin's the rain song this is one of my favorite songs because it has such like a mellow vibe at the at the beginning the guitar is just beautiful but then it also gets a lot more powerful and kind of like hits you deep in the heart a little bit um not necessarily sad but more of like a it gives you kind of a nostalgic vibe like, this is what you'd play after, like, a long era somewhere, or, like, it would be a soundtrack in your life. That's something I kind of discussed on our show, Going Hard and Going Deep, last year a lot, but this one really is in that category of itself. Here we got Led Zeppelin's The Rain Song.
That is the rain song by Led Zeppelin um, off album Houses of the Holy. What a great album that is, too. The rain song, super powerful. You know, it takes a lot of breaks in its vocals and its verses. I mean, um, the outro is great. Uh, everything kind of comes together. It gets a little more passionate with it. Uh, but in the lyrics, I'm going to get a little bit specific here. Um, actually, before we do that, I actually have some... I have a news update coming right to you. We're going to stick in the Mercer Island zone right now. Get a little local on you. This Friday, tomorrow, the United States First Lady Jill Biden will be attending a fundraiser on Mercer Island. She'll be attending the, sorry, actually, she'll be at another fundraiser in Shoreline as well as uh, Mercer Island to promote the Biden administration's cancer moonshot initiative and discuss the Biden Victory Fund. So make sure... You watch out for the traffic kind of late afternoon-ish. And my reporter actually wrote an article on this, so make sure you're also staying tuned on that. Uh, But also on Friday, another great thing that a lot of students here are looking looking forward to on their calendar, kind of got marked down, is the Bellevue game. You got a 2-1 Mercer Island team playing a 1-2 Bellevue team for the first time. Sure, Bellevue did play Central Catholic, who is the best team in Oregon and has also played St. John Bosco, the best team in the nation, and lost before. So those are two sort of uh, transitive property losses right there that are kind of crazy that Bellevue even is playing one of the best teams in the nation, the best team in Oregon. Uh, So one of their losses is from them, but they also struggled with Liberty, I heard from some of our players. So one and two Bellevue plays two and one Mercer Island. We are on a two-game win streak, made the trip down to R.A. Long, which was a 2A team Mercer Island played two weeks ago. That was an awesome game, 49 to nothing win. Spencer Cormloon's throwing the ball all over the field. And Luke Michaelbus playing great, uh, kind of nursing an injury a little bit right now. But the team is still averaging 114 rushing yards per game, 307 passing yards per game, compared to Bellevue's 108 rushing yards and their 37 passing yards. Can you believe that? I don't know if these stats are right, but 37 passing yards for Bellevue on average per game, which is 
shocking because Bellevue, you know, you'd think they'd be a big pass team. Football is a lot about passing, but they really stick to the run game with their wing T offense, which is an interesting formation they do with a lot of fake handoffs and stuff. Anyway, stay tuned for this game. It's going to be at 7 p.m. at Bellevue. Let me repeat that. At Bellevue, you're going to need to make the trip across the bridge, which is why Jill Biden kind of gets in the mix here. We'll see how, you know, the freeway does with that. But anyway, back to the rain song. Led Zeppelin, produced by Jimmy Page. This song starts off with, it is the springtime of my loving, the second season I am to know. Kind of saying that, you know, in the story of love, there's a lot of seasons and that the winter is where a relationship sort of starts uh, and that the springtime is sort of where things heat up. So like your winter is your barren of love and then you move on, you find somebody near springtime out of the winter kind of things. The trees start to wake up again. You had lost all your leaves in the winter, right? So you had no love basically It kind of all matches in the seasons. You get to spring, spring heats up in your season of emotions in a, in a relationship and Everything, your love blooms, basically. Everything feeling fresh and new. And that's what Led Zeppelin is really mentioning here. Um, like, you are the sunlight in my growing, so little warmth I felt before mentioning the winter. It isn't hard to feel me glowing. I watched the fire that grew so low. Um, verse 2, that was verse 1 before. It is the summer of my spiles. Flee from me, keepers of the gloom. So, like, don't let this get ruined. Uh, speak to me only with your eyes. It is you I give this tune. Ain't so hard to recognize. So... It's a little hard to tell if he's uh, talking to the girl, but I believe he's talking to like the seasons, you know, don't let this gloom come back. And of course, as the three act, three acts of a story of a relationship go act one, you find that person act two, the person you fall in love with act three goes downhill and a breakup ensues. Um, So the outro is sort of this crescendo of all the instrumentals of the guitar coming in. Um, I felt the coldest on my winter. I never thought it would ever go. I cursed the gloom that set upon us, upon us, upon us. Uh, Genius, the site I get the lyrics from, kind of disagrees with me. Let's click on it. So I cursed the gloom that set upon us. So Genius's annotation says that the singer is acknowledging that it was his fault they split apart to, to so as to say he cursed their relationship, causing it to fail. I don't think he's saying that. I think he's saying, like in verse 2, where he was talking about uh, flee from me, keepers of the gloom, like, don't let this happen. And that for in the outro, he's like, I curse the gloom that set upon us, upon us. Like, why is this kind of happening? Kind of in denial uh, that he never thought it could end like this in the relationship. Anyway, that's sort of the story. But the interesting part about Led Zeppelin here is that prior to the rain song dropping, they weren't much of a ballad. A ballad meaning a story, a narrative kind of song. So you know how some songs are kind of like in this generation – Oh, like they could be about anything. They could be about buying a burger at McDonald's. They don't really have a story. They're not like act one, act two, act three, kind of like there's, there's a story underneath the song, which is a lot of people in Gen X's love for songs is that you can follow with the lyrics. If you relate to this, your parents might say like, oh, but what was the meaning of that song? And you're like, I don't care. It sounded great, which I kind of feel both ways now. Uh, A lot of songs from the seventies, really long, uh, seven, seven minutes and 35 seconds on the rain song, but the background on this is we're going to get another Beatles connection here, more intertextuality between songs. George Harrison, who's the lead guitarist of the Beatles and a fan of Zeppelin, um, said to John Bonham, member of Led Zeppelin, the problem with you guys is that you never do ballads, a.k.a. you never do stories in your songs. They're kind of meaningless, you know, like, why don't you try that out? So Bonham, 
relays to Paige, who's creating this song, writes it up, and he replies, I'll give him a ballad, and that's how the Rain song was kind of born. Is that some criticism from one of the most critiquing people in the industry in George Harrison, who was a part of lots of different groups um, and had a great solo career, um, was giving a lot of people advice and telling people what to do in the industry who he thought they could do better on, which it birthed what I think is one of the greatest like top five Led Zeppelin songs ever made. And I think a lot of people would agree with me. You know, Stairway Heaven, Shmairway Heaven, the Rain song is almost better. Anyway, we got our Mercer Island sports. We got our Mercer Island news. We got Led Zeppelin's The Rain song. Now we're going to jump like 30 years up timeline. We're going to go to Tyler, the creator's Enjoy Right Now Today. It has no words. It has no words, I repeat. So be ready. Here we go.
And that is Tyler, the creators enjoy right now today. I think the biggest message in that whole song is actually the title, not any of the words said in the song, because except for Tyler, the creators countdown of or count up, actually one, two, three, four. Those are pretty much the only lyrics. I don't think you'd call unintelligible harmonizing by guess who Pharrell Williams in that song. If you didn't hear that or not, the little, uh, that's Pharrell Williams in that one. Uh, so you actually have a collab between Tyler, the creator, and Pharrell and Pharrell Williams in the song right here. Enjoy right now today. It's going to be the closer off the album, Flower Boy. I highly recommend before I get into sort of more of the background around this song, checking out the 43-minute Cherry Bomb, the documentary, uh, 2017. It's not about Flower Boy, but it is um, a documentary, basically a behind-the-scenes look at sort of how Tyler, the creator, crafts his albums. And it's, a, it's an absolutely amazing, raw, super kind of... It's it's just a massive compilation of kind of clips of him making each song of Cherry Bomb and just the amount. I think it speaks to all artists in terms of making an album, making an EP, whatever it is, uh, how much effort, how much time and detail and minuscule parts and getting everything right uh, goes into that album. I know he even visits Hans Zimmer in that documentary. He, ha- he hires so many people to do samples, do instruments that he can't play. But if he can't hire them, he plays the instrument himself. There's just a lot of like DIY stuff that you wouldn't think Tyler Creator also does in here. And it, it features Kanye West, Lil Wayne, Frank Ocean. So a lot of other people that you might want to see their takes on how to make a song end up in this album because they end up end up being on Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb's not the album that Enjoy Right Now Today is on. Enjoy Right Now Today, once again, is on Flower Boy. It's the last song on, the, on Tyler Creator's fourth studio album. And it's an instrumental track. And it basically serves as sort of a credits. Tyler, the creator, intended it to be um, intended glitter, if you know that song, uh, to be the last song in the album. But Enjoy Right Now Today was a beat he made in just five minutes. So imagine <laughs> imagine being a kid trying to make music, and you know that Tyler, the creator, made that in five minutes while you're spending, geez, who knows how many hours um, making one of your songs. I mean, that was five minutes. And the interesting part about the Pharrell Williams harmonizing is that it fits so well on a beat that Pharrell didn't even record for Enjoy Right Now Today. Pharrell Williams recorded that in 2011 or 2012, hence uh, why it's it's so fascinating because Flower Boy was dropped in 2017. He made that beat in five minutes, kind of combine those two elements together, and you have your last song off of Flower Boy, the album. So a lot of little, little different pieces there that kind of come into um, a big conglomerate project right there. But... This was an awesome morning. I enjoyed so much of it. Talking about music, talking about the news headlines, sports, Mercer Island, everything you could love about 88.9 The Bridge, I think I covered. And I hope you loved listening along with me. I'll be here back on some mornings, whether it's breakfast on the bridge, Tuesdays, 7 to 8 or 8 to 9. Who knows? But I'm not sure what to call the show either. So maybe text in the station 206 275 9104 if you have any recommendations. But if not, love you. Drive safe. Ciao.